Check, check, check. One, two, two, two. Oh, no, my tires are gone. Wow, that's loud. Is that good? Uh, you're actually at a, the same like normal volume I am. That was just a weird sound you just made. That's just a weird sound? Yeah. It's all weird sounds in the podcast. We're just going to try out our top 50 most annoying noises. Oh, right, yeah? Is that what we're doing today? Yeah, we all sound good. Let's get started. Yeah, we're good to go. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Lyons. I am the founder and co-host of the Anuka Podcast. Join me once again, as this is becoming an expected thing, and my co-host, Mark Gould. How's Mark. It, how's it going, everyone? It should be more than expected at this point, Adam. It's every yeah. every week. It's me and you. Sorry, I feel like our every time I show. introduce you, every, <laughs> every time I introduce you, I feel like I'm bringing, now bringing on my special guest. <laughs> but, but we're literally just co-hosts. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not we're special e- for you. We're each other's guests on the podcast every week. I wouldn't have it any other way. Permanent permanent co-hosts. Yeah, that's exactly what we are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so to, today I have... What are you going to say, Mark? No, I said go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Today, I've been seeing a lot of bold predictions. I've been scouring the internet, reading Reddit, uh, been on the Formula One website, listening to some podcasts, and I've heard some bold predictions. So have I've got you? some lined up. I have. Okay. And some of them are outrageous and bold. Williams is going to win the championship. That's my own prediction. I think that's going to happen, actually. They got some money coming in. Yeah. He got a little bit of money coming in. Latifi, it's his second year. He's got his found his legs. George be- Russell the, drove from Mercedes. The best driver on the track, Nicholas Latifi. Markham zone. Exactly. They're going to ditch George Russell and go with the hero, Roman Grosjean, bringing him back for another season. I, I, I hope so. I think that would be the best move they ever made. We 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 don't hope so. <laughs> no, I would. I don't hope so at all. <laughs> George, George, we know you're listening. We love you. Good luck next year. Absolutely. Anyway, so I've seen some bold predictions and seen some not so bold predictions. So we can we have made a list, and we are going to be reacting to these predictions and discussing them and see if they're possibly going to happen, not going to happen at all. And yeah. yes, yeah, so we're going to start off. Well, what we're going to do own... first, I think, is we should roll the intro music. Yeah, we're going to start off with our own predictions, jump into the other ones. But like Mark said, we're going to roll this intro and just get right into it. All right. And we're back. And we are back. Okay, so we, me and Mark, have made each, we're in our uh, little chat we got going on, our Slack chat, our Discord chat, actually. We have a bold prediction and then an actual prediction that we think will probably happen. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, do you want to go first? What are your two predictions? Start okay. with the bold one. Okay, so my bold prediction, oh. uh, I think Alfonso, or Alfonso, <laughs> Fernando, I I mixed up his first and last time. Fernando Alonso, I think he's going to be back on the podium at least once this year. Really? Yeah, what do you think? That is pretty bold. I think uh, that's actually one of the predictions they got lined up to talk about today. I think that's definitely possible. They got three podiums last year, and Reynolds has been making steps every year, so... I think it's doable, but uh, he's been out of of a car for a couple years, getting older... Uh, I think it's less likely than it would have been, obviously, five, six years ago. Mm. But um, I think it's going to happen, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, a couple seasons out of the out of the game though can really affect your uh, driving. Oh, for sure, it could oh. be detrimental, or it could be, or it could not change at all. It, it'll like, take him a couple. Pardon? It'll take him a, it'll take him a couple of races to catch up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Bike. But how fast he catches up based on his experience and his drive to, you know, be good. He's like feeling young again. He said, "I." Well, he only we'll has see. he already has three hundred plus races behind the seat of a car. So you can't there's not there isn't really a lot of drivers except for Kimmy who have more experience than Fernando Alonso on the track. Yeah. I think he'll catch up just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He's definitely gonna catch up, but it's just a question of is it one race, two races, five races, like a season? I don't think it'll be a season. No, I but... don't think I I say I say after two races, he's full mm-hmm. form. And your actual prediction. This one's really safe. This one's a little bit of a safe. This one I it's think this the, one it's super safe. Um I think Charles is going to outdrive Carlos Sainz because he will. He will. It's a little bit. He's a better what? driver. He, the, yeah. the, the car is pretty much built around him um, or it's starting. It's developed around him. Um, and Carlos is the second driver on that team. It's not it's not a secret that he's if he can outdrive Vettel, he can outdrive Sainz. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think, you know, Sainz is younger. Uh, I think he's a little bit hungrier, too. So it's going to be close, but I definitely think, you know, Charles is going to have, or Charles is going to have, he's just going to have that experience with the team that's so crucial and just that experience with the mechanics and the steering wheel and everything that's just going to take Carlos signs a couple couple races to catch up on as well. Oh, yeah, and so as, it, as it should, it's a new team, new car, new mm-hmm. uh, racing engineer, a whole bunch of new stuff that he's going to have to, like, learn to adapt to that Charles already has adapted to for the last two seasons. So exactly. it's not just about the driving capability, but it does have a lot to do with it, right? Definitely. What about you? Uh, moving, what my, are, yeah, what are your first my, two? My bold prediction, and I wrote this down, and when I read it, I read Aston Martin, and then I thought, hold on, Red Bull, of course, the, this is going to happen to them, but I didn't realize. I still, I still connect Aston Martin to Red Bull Racing. Yeah. I keep, I keep forgetting they're their own team, but my bold prediction: Aston Martin will finish ahead of McLaren. Okay, this, it's safe because I, I really do think it's going to happen. But it, it's do also you? Bold. you're that you're that confident. Yeah, I think McLaren is going to have a year where they need to get used to that Mercedes engine. Like you're fitting in a new skin. Last time they changed, last two times they changed engines. It hasn't, hasn't gone very well. Okay. But switching the Mercedes, it's going to be a lot more horsepower. They are going to be faster, mm-hmm. but it, it's again, without having the regulation changes to kind of mold the car around that engine, it's going to be tough to kind of find their legs fitting in that, in, in a new skin. You're relearning to walk basically. Yeah. Yeah. Those cars. And I, I agree with you hundred percent. On that one. And I think that, you know, Aston Martin are racing point as they were last year, were very close to beating McLaren in the championship, and they were the favorites to win. So I think they will secure it this year. But it is pretty bold because it's, they it's, did beat them last year. It is extremely bold. And you know, I, they I beat think, them last year. I think that they, uh, if, if they stick to copying Mercedes car from the year before, then they definitely will beat the, the McLaren cars. But if the, if they make their own car, you know, you never know where they might end up on the grid. Mm-hmm. If they get that W11 and, this year, 
Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> are they going to be I fast? Don't know. I don't know if they're going to get the W11. Well, they got the well, W10 for 2020. Yeah, but the, the rule changes aren't going to be that drastic. Uh, the changes to the floor, some changes to the front wing, I think, and the rear wing as well. They're going to be substantial. But, so yeah, you never know. They might just take some parts. I think Williams is going to get a little bit of that as well. I agree. So we'll have to see. In my actual but Williams is the Mercedes feeder team. They should get that stuff. A racing yeah. point isn't affiliate or Aston Martin is not affiliated with Mercedes. They have Mercedes engines. Yeah, I know they they have Mercedes engines, but they're not like they're not like the Alfa Romeo is to Ferrari or Toro Rosso yeah. is to Red Bull. That Whereas wasn't really Williams really... kind of is. Like I know Aston... they they aren't really, but like Toto ha- Toto has a stake in Williams. He's a shareholder. Yeah, and he's also the team principal at Mercedes. They're very connected; those two teams. They're connected. Yeah, they're connected to the engine, and they're the natural kind of feeder. And um, like Mercedes, the Mercedes, I guess uh, Mercedes. Uh, I'm losing the word. Young driver program. Fuck. Sorry about that. The Mercedes young driver program, like George Russell, mm-hmm. they put him in a Williams to like. Same with Bottas. And uh, Nico Rosberg was even in a Williams as well. Was, was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, like his first year, but that was way back. But before the Mercedes days, I believe. Oh, yeah, it would have been way but, before yeah. Mercedes. Nico Rosberg started winning mm-hmm. in... Uh, or he started racing he in started 05. With, yeah, he started, with, he started with Mercedes in 2010, right from the go. Yeah, but he was with Williams. Oh, yeah, before that, for a while, actually. Mm-hmm. He, had, he was with Williams for four seasons. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. The more you know, everyone. Yeah, the more you know. Uh, And my actual prediction, which seems bold, but, you know, I really think that Red Bull is going to make strides. Max will finish second in the championship. That's not bold. I don't think that's bold at all. He was so close this year. So close. He had a couple DNFs that weren't his fault. So he has a couple more things that go his way. Uh, like one one race, one more race that goes his way. I really don't think the W twelve, I guess it's going to be called, is going to be as predict as a far ahead of the grid as the W eleven. I think Mercedes and McLaren and like even Ferrari is going to catch up a little bit. So I think if yeah. he wins three races, they have Sergio Perez, which doesn't do anything for Max, but he might push he might Max be, a little bit. He might he might push Max more. He's going to definitely push Max more than Albon did, and I mm-hmm. think he might be a good support. He's yeah. not going to ever be anything more than a second driver, but I think uh, Checo knows that. And if he doesn't, he's got to get his head out of his ass, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. <laughs> um, and uh, he might, he as a support driver for Max, to push him to more of a championship position, I think that will play in his favor. So I think Red Bull, as much as Red Bull wants Max Verstappen to win the championship, they want to win the Constructors' Championship. So yeah, they're kind of okay with Perez being like a Weber or a, like a or not a, even a Ricardo. Like yeah, like a Weber style. Mm-hmm. They just need that second driver. Yeah, he he's exactly like, he's ex- he will be exactly like a Weber situation. You're right. That's or like best. a Barrichello, like a Rubens, stuff, yeah. something like that. Like and a, a Barrichello with Ferrari is what you mean? Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And that actually takes us or a Bottas situation. That's another good one. Or, or a Bottas, even though he's supposed to fight for the championship, he's just <laughs> slotting in behind. He's but, a support driver. That's, there's, that's all he is. 
<laughs> so speaking of Red Bull, we have we're going to go through the list of bold predictions that the Formula One website has highlighted. And then we have a couple predictions on a, a site called the race.net, okay. which I'll post I'll post the links when I post when we post the podcast tonight. I'll post the links to that so you can check them out. And then I found some on Reddit. So we're going to start with the going through the uh, Formula One website one. And the first one is Red Bull will win the Constructors' Championship. Um, no. That is bold. No. Uh, no. They won't. Yeah, really? I'm not, I don't think at all. I think that it's going to be another Mercedes win, Constructors and another Hamilton Championship. I truly believe that. Um, I think that in 2022, everything is up for grabs. Everything's open, but next year, not too much changing. And, um, from this season, except for some teams are getting new motors. Some teams are getting new drivers. There's a few new rules, but it's pretty much status quo. And, uh, I think it's just going to be another Mercedes dominated year. I have trouble seeing any other way to be honest with you. Yeah, this is why this is a bold prediction. Some of these predictions are like pretty bold and some of them aren't. This one is bold, but it, it it does it is an actual prediction. It's not like it has a zero percent chance of happening. I think it's a two percent chance of happening. But so <laughs> this year, so things are going to be the same, which is good because Red Bull can just marginally catch up. So in twenty thirteen, they won the championship. And when when you moved on to twenty fourteen with the rule changes, they started on the back foot. Mercedes started so far ahead, so they've been catching up, kind of each year. So if they can catch up a little bit, and the past two years have just been a wash. Albon has been nowhere. Gasly and Albon weren't really anywhere in 2020 and 2019. In 2018, you had the likes of Ferrari like stealing points from them as well. So it was a three-way fight. Yeah. So I think, you know, if Max well, finishes... Well, it was a three-way fight of, for a lot of those years. Yeah, exactly. And Red Bull's kind of just been on the back foot, but now they keep making progress... And if some of the changes in 2021 go their way, I they can legitimately fight for the championship. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Red Bull fanboy. I uh, legitimately think they can do. It's the chance is low, but if man, Baltas they were like, they were 250 yeah. points behind uh, Mercedes and the constructors this year. But if you double Max Verstappen's points, what do you mean double Max's points? Well, maybe not double Max Verstappen's points. Sorry, I didn't they, really They were it. over 300 points in the championship, finishing third in 2019. Uh, in 2018, they were... Sorry, I have all these windows open. Um, Another 250-ish, 230 points, but it was a closer race between Mercedes and Ferrari that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see but, them... I don't see them... I don't... I honestly do not see them, Adam... Um, making up a 250 point gap. It's really, it's really easy to like. It's easy to say that, especially looking at their performance compared to the likes of Mercedes in the past couple of years. But I think that if Red Bull has a good season and they don't have a lot of critical errors, and now you have Sergio Perez, who's hopefully going to be right up there with Max Verstappen. I really think they can challenge Mercedes. And if Bottas just has a dog shit season and they steal some more wins away from Lewis Hamilton, I don't, they don't have to. They I don't, don't have to. Go ahead. They don't have to score 250 more points because each time they get a win or each time they finish ahead of Bottas or a Mercedes at all, 
they're taking points away from Mercedes. No, for sure. I, but I don't really see them making up that gap entirely is what I'm saying. I can see yeah, them finishing it, maybe 100 points behind, maybe 150 mm. points behind. Um, I do not, I don't, I really don't see them making up a 250 plus point gap in, in with, if, within one COVID riddled off season with three days of testing. Yeah, it is bold. It is. It's, bold. <laughs> it's extremely bold. I'm giving it, I'll say honestly, a 2% chance of happening. I see. I say 10 to 15. That's bold in itself. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our second prediction. Also, please let us know what you think of all these predictions. If you have any radically bold predictions or any normal predictions, please send us a DM on our Instagram at the Undercut Pod or go to our website at www.theundercutpod.ca. We're going to post a, a, a Instagram story asking you to give us your bold predictions, and then maybe we'll read some off in later podcasts. We are going to revisit these after testing and after the first couple races and revisit them at the end of the season and kind of see how we did. But yeah, please uh, let us know what you think. And if you have any bold predictions, you want to let us know. So yeah. Moving on. Number two on this list. Mark, what is it? Oh my God. Sorry. I lost the list. Go ahead. I'll find it on no, the next one. I'll go for the number two. Uh, Renault, which is now Alpine racing will break into the top three. Uh, this one potentially this one, this one is bold because you think of who they'd have to beat they'd have to beat aston martin they finished fifth in the championship in 2020 they'd have to beat aston martin and they'd have to beat mclaren mclaren you know i, I they might be able to beat if mclaren takes a step back getting this new engine but beating aston martin plain and simple that one's going to be tough yeah i i agree i don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's more likely to happen than the Red Bull winning of the Constructors, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, no, I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't. I think it is extremely bold. I don't think it's going to happen. They, they, there's a lot of tough comp company that they have to beat. Even if Ferrari takes a step up this year, that's yeah. another person that, who's going to, who could potentially be fighting for third or fourth. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I don't. They were in sixth this year, and it was a terrible season. So yeah, I'm thinking sixth or fifth, honestly. Are you? Them. But yeah, there's some predictions on them later. We'll get to them in a bit. But yeah, Alpine, Reynolds has been taking small steps towards the top three ever since their year in 2016. They've got they've done better every season than the they've done better than the previous season every season except for 2019, I think. But they just kind of hover around the the fourth to sixth area and Alonzo coming back he's going to need a couple races mm-hmm. on one hand but on the other hand I think Ocon got a, a lot a lot too much hate last year he had some good performances last year so I think going into this year he's kind of found his legs a little bit more he's shaking off the rust from taking a year off Formula One and if Alonzo catches up really quickly I think it can be a fight what do you think yeah may yeah I, maybe maybe like it's it's it is bold. It's bold. It's but this really isn't bold. the super safe prediction podcast. This is the bold prediction undercut podcast. There you go. You heard so it here we're first. Predictions, but hey, if we make any of these predictions and they come right, you already know we're gloating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gloating that shit, taking that shit around the world. All right. So our third prediction here says McLaren will win a race. What do you think? 
you know, the list says, the description says, Carlos Sainz came tantalizingly close to his first victory in Monza. And what, so McLaren hasn't won a race since 2012. Mm -hmm. So they are hungry for that win. But again, this one is bold. A lot of things have to go right. But I think out of this entire list, or the list so far, this is the one... Because an Alfa Tauri runner won a race. So I do I believe that McLaren is going to take a little bit or a giant step back? I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be giant. Take a step back, moving from the Renault engine to the Mercedes engine? Yes. Are they going to be slower at first, but you know maybe catch up depending on how fast they find their legs? Yes. Absolutely. Can, can a Monza happen in 2020? Absolutely. We're visiting not really any new tracks, but tracks they haven't been to in a year well, and, that's the nice thing about um, Formula One, or one of my favorite things, is that anything can happen on any given day. Anything can happen. You know what I mean? Always, we saw that every, this year with uh, with Grosjean's car exploding. Who think yeah. who thought that was going to happen? We I saw that thought, with Gasly winning a race, mm-hmm. AlphaTauri winning a race. Did we think that was going to happen? Nope. Sergio Perez in a racing point coming from last place on lap one after being taken out by yours truly, Charlotte, not yours truly, but to be taken out by the Charles Leclerc. And coming to win a race. Yeah, wild. It, you know, something goes bad with the Mercedes, something goes bad with Red Bull, anything like that, just a safety car, a car parked on the side of the road, a side of the track. So this one I do believe, it could but happen. it is a little bold. It, it can happen. It, it's That's it's the least far-fetched of the three so far. Yeah. None of these predictions are impossible. They're all like not likely, but there is a good percent that good chance that all any of these could happen yeah because and, it is formula one and i think as we've gone up the list so far to be honest with you they seem to they seem to be getting more and more plausible yeah do you know what i mean mm-hmm. all right besides besides this next one though at number four at least seven different drivers will stand on the top step of the podium not next year <laughs> no not next year i'd say maybe oh, four man. four it or five really it really depends because it depends how much these rule changes affect the car and in what capacity. It's going to be less downforce, but mm-hmm. it's how they use their tokens appropriately and how they can, how the teams, each team chooses to make up the downforce they've lost. If Mercedes just doesn't get it right, which I highly doubt they won't, they they will get it right. Yeah, sorry. They will. Yeah. Then they're going to win a lot of races. This year we had two, five. Winners in 2020, we had Hamilton, Bottas, uh, Max, Sergio, and Gasly. So seven, I think. If was the that field it? Was Only cool. those five? Yeah. Yeah. This this one is possible. I think they are going to win. They are going to win a lot of races, uh, Mercedes. But if something, if, if you know, a couple things go wrong, like it has, or if it's closer and there's some punctures and stuff, things like that, I really think seven different drivers can finish on the podium. Well, no, it's not. It's really, not the podium. It's the top step of the podium. Sorry, That's winners. The top step of the podium. Yeah. So seven different drivers can win a race. It's not very likely, but it, it, again, anything can happen. Do I think this one's going to happen? Probably not. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I honestly think five, maybe six. Yeah, but, we just need to wait and see. But yeah. this is why they're predictions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seven uh, is always unlikely, but it, it, you're right. It could happen. Yeah. Hindsight. High hindsight is only always twenty twenty. 
Alrighty. And our fifth one is um I'll let you read this one, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's gonna happen, but it's not fucking gonna happen. I don't think I don't think this is gonna happen. I, I put that on my like on something to argue honestly against it. So it's number five says Vettel will finish best of the rest behind Mercedes and Red Bull drivers. Uh no. <laughs> um I think he's gonna have a bounce back year. I think he might win a race, to be honest with you, because I think he has a fight back in him. But I don't see him finishing best of the rest. Uh, the, the, the article says this is perhaps my boldest prediction given the four-time champion has such a, has had such a difficult final campaign with Ferrari last year as he suffered the most disappointing campaign of his long and illustrious career. His confidence was knocked first by being consistently beaten by rising star teammate Charles Leclerc <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and they- his struggle to get on a ton. Uh, the last part's cut off. Sorry. Yeah, so. get on top of a tricky car. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so in the Fer- you know, in the Ferrari, 2020 was not his year by any stretch. No, it God, obviously no. was Leclerc's year. But you know, this one it is bold. It is bold. But going into going into 2021, he's on a new team. He always lights it up when he's with a new team. 2015 with Ferrari, he was lighting it up. Mm-hmm. One in Malaysia. And just had a slew of like great performances after the same, a similar situation. I would say his second worst campaign, 2014, was very similar to 20, uh, 2020. Young rising star coming up, shaking his confidence, can't get a hold of a new regulation. So it's I true. think that it is, it is kind of like a mirror situation. Mm. But do you think Daniel really screwed up his confidence that much in 2014? Yeah, Daniel was crushing him. No, I know he was. I yeah. I just don't know if it like I don't know. He seemed like looking back at old uh, press conferences, press conferences and things from that year, he didn't seem as pissed off as he did being at Ferrari this season. Well, you know, he won the championship in 2013, so he's probably like, All right, it's an off year. But uh, Red Bull changed like. Obviously, everyone changed the regulations, but Red Bull changed their car. The engine was different and handled differently, and he just couldn't get, he could, just couldn't catch up with it as well as uh, Ricardo can could. Mm-hmm. He didn't even win a race in 2014. Ricardo won two. So oh, yeah, wow. I do. Yeah, think, yeah, fair enough. But then he he joined Ferrari and he was just lighting the world on fire, and then that flame burnt out. Was extinguished. <laughs> yeah, took a yeah, few years burnt. to burn out, but it did. It did do it. Yeah. And so going into Aston Martin, new team, he's going to be young and hungry again. It, it might happen, but it is bold because, mm-hmm. he, again, you got to beat a lot. There's a lot of talent. you got to be in a lot of good cars. Mm-hmm. You're right. But they they got the means. He's got the drive. And yeah. Yeah. I... All right. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Mike, what were you going to say? No, I was just I, – I, I actually lost my point. Uh, so you're good. Go ahead. All right, let's move on. So those were the those were some of the ones from the Formula One official website. Uh, moving on. So this next one, Giovinazzi will become Alfa Romeo's number one. I already thought he was Alfa Romeo's number one. I don't. I didn't think he was. I just think that like Alfa Romeo was putting the respect on Kimmy's name that he deserves. Uh, but he's 41 uh, at this point. Put some more respect on my boy's name, Kimmy <laughs> Reichman. <laughs> but he's on uh, he, respect Kimmy's, on him. Kimmy's 41. He's done. I think after this season, he's probably done. 
Um, it is time for Giovinazzi to take over as the number one driver. It it yeah. it wasn't very clear to be honest with you if they had a number one driver, and in my opinion, if it was one of the two of them, it was Kimi. But this year, hopefully, Antonio Giovinazzi takes over as that number one driver. Uh, if it happened, who knows if it's going to happen or not? But I I truly hope it does. Yeah, I think he's young. He's the sort of the future of that team. Nice young Italian boy. Yeah, the lo- the stars haven't uh, exactly aligned for him to go to uh, Ferrari because Mick Schumacher is coming in. And I don't think he ever really, or he, I won't say ever, but not in the near future will he will he have that opportunity. Yeah, exactly. But he, he's still young. He is the future of that team. He's getting his claws sunk deep into that team. Kind of a sketchy year in 2019. 2020 was less sketchy, but like and pretty good. And I think that uh, Raikkonen is very happy to hand over the reins to him. I don't really think he's in a position to really lead that team. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll really, be much of a fight, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think he put, him, he put himself in that position on purpose. He doesn't want to lead that team and guide and really teach uh, Giovinazzi. I think he just wants to go in, race fast, and have fun. He doesn't have. He's got nothing to prove. He's a world champion. He's got a wife and kids. He's, it's a hobby tool. It's a hobby. Yeah, it's all it is. He's just doing it because he can. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. So yeah, that that one. These ones. This list that I comprise is less bold. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at it. It does. It does seem to be less bold. Seems like a lot of these things uh, will happen. Or yeah, yeah. There's a good chance. This next one. He's the man that we weren't big fans of when we started the podcast, but after doing a podcast episode on him and actually getting to know him, not per- personally. No, personally. But- him and I have dinner once a week now. Oh, really? Can I be invited next time, Mark? No, he he, he told me not oh. to. Oh, he doesn't like... Does he have a thing against diabetics? It's not the diabetes thing. It's the Keswick thing. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't like me. No, no. It's all right, though. Anyway, this prediction, Alonzo will be back on the podium in 2021. We did we talk about, about this, yeah. We did talk about it briefly, and that was your prediction. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think I think you'll be on the podium for the reasons we listed before, but we won't give this one too much attention because we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. And this one we also kind of talked about before. Perez will help Verstappen be a title contender. I really think he's going to be close to him. And I really think he's gonna, you know, find his legs. He's hungry. He wants. He he got revived. Basically, he got saved by the the at the at the buzzer. Got, yeah, saved, got saved by the bell. This, yeah, for this season, he, no one thought he was gonna have a seat. I I kind of called it. But are you? Well, you called it along with any other person who ever has ever <laughs> driven an F one car ever. I, I swear to God, one. I swear to God, at one point you told me uh, Jensen Button was gonna be driving that seat next year. Hey, you never know. It's Formula One, baby. It's Formula One. Well, he's coming know. back. Did you see that? Yeah, to Williams is an executive advisor. Yeah, that's super exciting. That is pretty I'm gonna exciting. be. I'm super pumped to see him back in the pits. Granted, he yeah. was he was doing something with uh, Sky Sports last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a he was a commentator. Yeah, he wants to spend time with his wife and kids. Yeah, he just had a baby. Happy birthday, Johnson Button. By the way, it was yeah. a couple days ago. But yeah, he did. He had a second kid too. Some I can't remember yeah. the kid's name. But congratulations on number two, Jensen. And uh, I'm happy to see you back in the pits. Exactly. Even if but it's not in a car. Mark, that was literally the only thing we had on this week in F1. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. 
So thank you for listening to This Week in F1. <laughs> You're welcome. Big <laughs> <laughs> news week this week. Yeah, nothing. Hamilton still hasn't signed a contract. Nope. Oh, yeah. that may, Maybe, honestly, Max won't have to fight uh, Lewis because he might not race. There is a 99.999% chance Lewis Hamilton is signing a contract. Sure, but do you think he's getting the Project One? Yes. <laughs> They'll give him like, they'll just give him the Mercedes, the rights to the Mercedes F1 team. Toto's gonna sign over his firstborn child to get Lewis back in that seat next year. <laughs> like, listen, Lewis, we'll give you the project one, but you have to give us Roscoe. Yeah, yeah, we gotta. F- you can only have the car if we start feeding your dog meat again. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It's a three wage. <laughs> Red Bull gets Roscoe. Then Lewis gets Project One, and Toto gets Ginger Spice to come through his house and perform a song for him. He's a huge Ginger Spice fan, probably. Okay, <laughs> probably. Okay, but how does Christian Horner play into this at all? He's a completely different team. He gets Roscoe. Oh, he gets Roscoe. Yeah. Okay. Everyone wins, probably. Uh, probably. I get okay, it. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Let's move back to predictions and get away from this madness. I don't know. I kind of liked it. That is a prediction. That's a pr- that three that three way trade dog <laughs> dog car ginger spice performance. Perhaps my, my biggest prediction for twenty twenty one. Perhaps our boldest prediction yet. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. But anyway, Williams Perez Perez will help. Verstappen be a title contender. Yeah, he's going to be close. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's going to be close. Yeah, we t- we did talk about bag. this one. Yeah, for sure. This one. Williams, Williams. will be back in the points. Ooh, ooh, ooh no. Ooh. <laughs> I think they're going to be but closer. The, when when are they? Yeah, I think going into 2022, they're getting the Mercedes parts and becoming more of a Mercedes team. I think in 2021, they might get some parts as well. They have more money. George Russell is hungry, as hungry as ever, because he really wants that Mercedes seat. So he's gonna have to prove himself. Nicholas Latifi is catching up and not being. He's like, you know, the pay drivers, like I've mentioned before, are kind of laggards, as in they're expedited up their ranks, so it takes them longer to catch up. He's gonna be a lot faster and closer. It's possible. Back in the points, that's not bold at all. Like, there's so many things that can happen. Well, but okay, but, but like, by back in the points, do you mean back in the points once, or do you mean like consistently in the, in the points? Because one of those is way bolder than the other. I think that George the, is gonna get a. I think George is gonna get a, a point for the first time in a in a Williams car this year. I do, um, yeah. but I don't okay. think they're gonna be consistent. I don't think they're gonna be a points team. Well, what you know, what what constitutes consistency in terms of points? Like, I think getting in over half the races, you're in the points. Like as bull, I think if they're in the points in five separate races, that's that's the prediction. Like we'll we'll change it a little bit. Williams will be back in the points in five separate races. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe bold, bold, like, very bold. I don't think it's know, gonna happen, but it could. Twenty-three race season, a lot can happen in twenty-three races, baby. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe. <laughs> so. You know, moving on to some I found on Reddit in my many hours, minutes. 
of scrolling this morning and just looking through. Uh, Haas will be plumb last in the standings. Uh, that's potential. I think that's pretty likely, actually. Uh, if they don't get their shit together, I think they might just be dead last in the stand uh, in the standings, especially because Williams has money now, mm-hmm. and and more of a Mercedes backing than they have ever before. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's very possible that that could be the case. Yeah, if William, yeah, if, but Haas does have a lot of backing with the whole. I don't want to say his name, uh, Mazepin. The whole Mazepin uh, financial situation, so they will have more money. You mean our yeah. next guest on the podcast, Nikita Mazepin? <laughs> oh God, is he a surprise <laughs> guest on this podcast? No, we Nikita, know, come so on he, down. He could literally say, "Adam, we'll give the podcast ten thousand dollars if I can come on." I'd be like, "What? Why?" I would say, I "Absolutely." Know. All <laughs> right, maybe for ten grand. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of him. Neither am I at not. all. But ten grand, you know how far that could take us. <laughs> <laughs> Take us like to two races, paddock passes, baby. That's paddock passes at two races, and maybe a new computer for both of us. We'd be selling out though. Yeah, but I'm okay with it. We're not in it for the money. No, Mark, of course not. Applied, we're in it for good content and also money. Yeah, exactly. Mostly good content though. Listen, I'm passionate I, about the game. Right now, we're in the red. So if we can be in the black, I would be a, a happy camper. We're not. We're not going to discuss our finances <laughs> on the Undercut Podcast today. No, of course on. not. No. But Hass, speaking of selling out, Hass will be plumb last in the standings. They, yeah, two rookie drivers. I think that it's going to be kind of tough to get the development next year with those two rookies as they kind of find their legs and just get into formula one and get caught up to speed it's really hard to get caught up when you go from f2 to f1 because it's just so different oh for sure so having two rookies and it's not like a kind of an apprentice and a master situation where they can catch up to each other where he can learn it's two rookies so dead last in the standings i i i believe that one yeah i agree i i think it's pretty pretty likely also Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know i think that uh, a lot of the F1 drivers who ha- who have come from F2 to F1 in their first season don't do half bad. I think a lot of them, a lot of it's because those kids that like that early on are so used to switching and changing leagues and driving styles and everything. Because think about it, when you're going through the ranks, you're not spending eight seasons in F2. If you're spending eight seasons yeah. in F2, that's where you're staying forever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I, they're not obviously like uh, contenders. They're not winning in their first season very much, if at all. But I don't know. I I don't think they're doing that bad for someone who's in their first year in F one. I would. I mean, I sure as hell know I wouldn't do very well. <laughs> Couldn't get that car to the pits. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be able to touch that car with a ten foot pole because Mercedes bodyguards would be beating me down. Uh, but no, I think you could take them. You think I could take them? I really do. I would put my money on you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mark. But uh, Mercedes, if you're listening. I'm not going to try and uh, break into your factory and take one of your cars. Of course, someone who who would try to break into the factory and take one of the cars would never tell them that he was going to do that. Exactly. <laughs> Red Bull Racing Watcher back. <laughs> but yeah, has plumb lots in the standings. Definitely possible, especially if Williams gets a point. If they just get one point, they'll be ahead of Haas. You don't think Usually. Haas is getting a single point this year? No. I they did, they did 2020. They got one, didn't they? 
They got a couple points finishes. Grosjean in Hungary, I think, or Magnussen in Hungary, and Grosjean got a points finish as well. But, yeah, I think Williams is going to take a step up. Two rookies. Oh, here's our sorry. weekly interruption via phone call. Yeah, sorry. my uh, I have a, a meeting later, and it was a reminder, not a phone call this time. Mark Gould, big important businessman. And Alfa Romeo will take step and moving on. Alfa Romeo is going to take steps forward to compete with Alfatari for seventh place. Bold. Yeah, pretty bold. Yeah, uh, with Sonoda coming into the sport, pairing Gasly, I think Gasly's going to have a you know a, a pretty good season. I think Sonoda's got a lot, hell of a lot of talent. And there's also a prediction on this list that says Sonoda and Gasly are going to have on-track battles on a regular basis. Yeah. Which I think is true. I think having Sonoda, if he's up there with Gasly, it's going to be hard for Alfa Romeo to compete with them. But if Alfa Romeo takes steps forward next year, and it just comes down to getting these, you know, getting these regulation, getting these small regulation changes back and seeing how much of that 10% of the downforce you lose you can retain. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think seventh. I think it's possible if they have some good races and Giovinazzi takes a step up as Sonoda kind of... We're talking a lot about finding our legs. There's a lot of drivers that are, like, finding their legs. Well, it's a, it's a pretty Sonoda, different grid this year. Yeah, Sonoda, Alonzo, um, Mazepin, uh, Schumacher. God, that's so weird to say. say. Yeah. The rookie, the rookie Schumacher is finding his legs in the sport. <laughs> Well, at no, one point, his dad was a rookie and his uncle was a rookie. It's only fair yeah. that he becomes a rookie and then a world champion. Nin 1991 Jordan. Yes, sir. But he's not son of Michael. He's the son of Michael Schumacher, but F2 champion, Mick Schumacher, and Akita Mazepin <laughs> in the house, finding their legs. Yeah. This driver, so excited to see on the grid the contract that everyone wanted him to sign. So exciting. Mick Schumacher and Akita Mazepin. We'll be on the grid next year finding their legs. Uh, Alfa Romeo. <laughs> you're cracking me up today, man. You're, cra you're, you're on one. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Oh, Mark, you didn't hear? I changed our entire brand image from the Undercut F1 podcast to the Undercut Comedy podcast. Okay, we can do both, actually. We can have yeah. a comedy. So we can have like a brick wall underground um, Yuck Yucks comedy podcast on Tuesdays. Nice. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's have a so how about that airplane food? Podcast gets canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Alfa uh, Romeo, they're gonna. I think they can compete with Alvatari. But it is again, it is pretty bold. So we'll we will have to see. Okay, well, this isn't on. the normal predictions podcast. This isn't. This is the bold predictions podcast. You said it yourself. If it was a boring exactly. prediction, what well, we wouldn't be doing it. Exactly. So we got we got a handful of ones here. Um, I'll just list some of them off. Lewis wins his eighth championship. Yeah, basically guaranteed. Red Bull a Red Bull two three. That's pretty bold. It is pretty. Bold. It is pretty bold. But if Bottas has it a could bad do season, it. it could do it. It could do it. Perez is still kind of young. Not really. He's experienced. He's hungry. New team wants to prove himself. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Ricardo Ricardo wins a race. If McLaren wins a race, Ricardo wins a race. That's that, that's what I think. Yeah, I think he'll win it over Norris. And I think if 
you know, I've been hating on McLaren, I guess, or maybe I've been um, underestimating their ability. Yeah, to adapt I, to this maybe. Engine. Yeah, and maybe this, maybe the severity of how much this engine will slow them down. But we have, we have to see. They they might just be really slow. In twenty uh, now, Sunday had a Mercedes engine. They weren't that slow. Got a couple podiums, one podium in Australia in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. But I th- yeah, I think they're taking steps forward. You have Ricardo, great guy, great smile. Oh man, and Lando Norris, a, a tree pair. trunk of a neck, you know. Yeah. I was just talking about the tag, actually. Were you? <laughs> My friends are like, how the hell do Formula One drivers have such big necks? I'm like, well, you they experience like 30, 35 kilogram heads basically for two hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, the like the Gs they're pulling in the corners. They do a lot of neck training, those guys. Exactly. Like when you're going, if you're at like 5G, your head feels like it's 35 kilograms. Yeah, which is, holy crap. Could you imagine yeah, how... Could you imagine having like a ninety-pound head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's wild. That's but nuts. Ricardo, Ricardo wins a race, pretty bold, especially if McLaren takes a step back. But if they don't, and they actually take a step forward, definitely possible. Yeah, for sure. And it's Bottas's last season with Mercedes. If he, I don't think that's a, bold at all. Yeah, if he has a dog shit season, and Lewis, I do think it's bold. Because if this is Lewis's last season, they don't want to get rid of both of their drivers. Are we sure it's Lewis's last season? I'm I'm very confident. That's that's my other prediction. It's Lewis's last season in F1. If he wins the eighth championship this year, or maybe he'll sign a three-year contract. It all depends. It's all contingent on Lewis. But yeah, he might sign just a three-year contract at the eighth championship, do a couple years in the new regs. And then dip, or this just he might just sign a one year contract and call it you know, quits call as quits the greatest F one driver of all time. Or second greatest. Yeah, the greatest <laughs> Mo- fine. The most decorated Formula One driver of all there time. There you go. There you and go. The and the greatest. But oh. Bottas's last season in Mercedes. Hamilton signs and Bottas has an Albon type season. That's possible, and they might bring George. I I th- listen. My, I think that what they've been doing for the last couple seasons at Mercedes is signing Bottas to one year seasons, just waiting for George to be ready for that seat. And I think after twenty twenty one, he will be. So if if Hamilton stays, then I think he, it's his last season. Yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah. So if this is Hamilton's, that's what I was saying. If it's Hamilton's last season, then Bottas will stay on the team alongside George Russell. But if it's not, then I think this could be. Bottas' last season at Mercedes is bold, though. Yeah. And Yuki yeah, and mean, Gasly podium. Do you think? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I don't either. That one is bold. It can happen, as we know. Yeah. But it, it is bold. Uh, it, it's very unlikely, though, those two teams, especially Yuki Sonoda. If he comes in, like, a, has a Lewis Hamilton rookie-type season – and he's just hot shit for 23 races. It's possible, but I think I just don't. Yeah, I just don't see them coming and catching up to the you know the top three drivers like that. No, I, I agree with you. But you know, we never know. It is bold. It can happen. I think it's. I think it's uh, probably one of the most bold of the night having both mm-hmm. of them podium. Yeah, you're right. It can happen. I don't know if it's going to. 
Uh, what else is on here? We're um, gonna move on to our. Uh, well, just do. How, how long we've we been recording, Mark? I can't see how long we've been recording. Forty-seven minutes, twenty-three seconds as we speak. Forty-seven minutes, twenty-three seconds. What do you think of the podcast so far? Yeah, let us know. I, I've enjoyed it. Know. Yeah, me too. It's been a lot. It's been these last couple podcasts. Podcasts have been a lot of banter, and I'm I'm happy with it. I'm in, I'm having a good time. Are you guys? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I very much. Hey, say nothing to me right now, listener. You, I'm I'm talking to you. If you think this is the greatest podcast of all time. Say something if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first, boys. Or I guess what you didn't hear it here. What it do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, l- listen, listen to this one. What do you think? Every team is in the points at least once. Uh, if Williams finishes in the points, no, I don't think so. You don't think? It's so? very, it is, again, bold, but very unlikely. Do you think Haas is the team that gets zero points this season, all season? Yeah, I think if one team's not going to get any points this season, it's going to be Haas, unless a couple crazy races ensue and Schumacher and Musman come in. Schum- and Schumacher and the other guy? Musman. Yeah. The Musman. golden boy, the rookie everyone wants to see on the grid, Musman. <laughs> come on the grid next, the next year. And, if it, Musman. and they just kind of <laughs> like, they just light shit up, then maybe, but. You never know. Out. Schumacher uh, might. Yeah, he just needs one. Yeah, Schumacher, the the golden boy at Haas. Have you seen? We're gonna get off topic a little bit right now. Give you a break from all these predictions overloading. Have you seen Haas's Instagram recently? It's just, it's a lot of Mick Schumacher. It's all yeah Mick Schumacher. Like it's it's comical. It's like they got Mick Mondays. <laughs> like the last ten F one, yeah, it's genius. The last ten F one post, Mick Schumacher, Mick Mondays winning his sixth race, and you know, he's got fifty days until since he was crowned F two championship. A few last Mick Schumacher is going to take part in a Ferrari. Then Mazepin wins a race in Silverstone. Then Mick Schumacher that Friday feeling. Then it's like Mick Schumacher, Mick Mondays. Then. Ten weeks until we're back enough with Big Schumacher. It's just a bunch of Big Schumacher. It's hilarious. Mazepin is barely a part of that team. Yeah. <laughs> but besides so being funny. a fundamental part of the success of that team. Oh, no. Uh, so I don't think what are you talking about fundamental part of the success of that team? Zero points winner loses still zero points. No, but like millions of pounds that his dad's bringing in. I know, I know. I was making a joke. <laughs> Okay, so this one is is based on a point we pun intended that we talked about earlier. But Williams finally scores a point with the first point coming from Latifi. Uh, no. Really? I it's, think that if it's going to come from anyone, it's going to come from Russell. In theory, that sounds insane. But think thinking back to 2019, Robert Kubica, who basically had his hand severed off in like 2013 came back after not racing in the sport or doing pretty much much of anything for seven years and scored a point granted it was uh he didn't really earn it but and russell didn't score any points and then 2020 you know latifi came pretty close i think if russell continues his point curse it or he just you know bottles it in a couple crazy races latifi but again 
Probably not going to happen. I'm not entirely sure, but it can happen. And but that one is bold. And yeah. then let, let's see. I don't know. I, I, I still think that it'll be George if it's anyone. His point curse is over. He did get the point. Proved to people that he can get the point in the Mercedes. He yeah. almost did. Well, that All was right, that wasn't last... his. That wasn't his fault. Exactly. But it was just what have been the point curse. Yeah. And one more prediction: Lewis will win a race. <laughs> no, no chance. No, it's not going to happen. It's bold. If you think that's going to happen, you're off your rocker. The only way he won't win a race next year. This was a joke prediction, but the only way he's not going to win a race next year is if he doesn't sign a contract. And honestly, he's probably going to enter in a different racing league, like maybe try his hands and whatever. But no, I I think honestly, even if he doesn't, honestly, even if he doesn't uh, sign a contract in F1, he's going to run the track and win. That's that's yeah. (laughs) He's just going to start racing like old ladies crossing the street. One, two, three, go. And they're like, I just won this race. Bono, my my shoes are gone. He's, uh, he calls Bono at the end of the crosswalk. Bono, my shoes are gone. <laughs> He's like fast and furious street races and like gets arrested. His Bono's is one call, phone call from jail. <laughs> Bono, my, Bono, my license is gone. <laughs> <laughs> it is AMG Project One. <laughs> exactly. He's got that new uh he probably won't get the AMG if he doesn't sign for Mercedes next year, but no, yeah, he, Lewis, he might. Lewis, He's got that guala. Mm-hmm. Lewis will win a Formula One race if he signs a contract. It's a percent guarantee. Yeah, I I agree. I think He's gonna win one race, come fifteenth on the in the standings, and that's the season for him next year. Yeah, when that, yeah, he's gonna win one race and finish out of the points in every other. <laughs> he's gonna have a slew of seventeenth place finishes. Mm-hmm. The only one who's gonna be behind him is Nikita Mazepin three times. <laughs> Nikita Mazepin gets a penalty reason just just because. Okay, so moving on. So those are all our predictions. What did you think of those predictions? They were all bold, but again, it's the Bold Prediction Podcast. And we're going to move into this week at F1. Uh, Didn't we already do our This Week in F1 segment? We kind (laughs) of did. It was a little bit where we're revisiting it. So Jensen Button rejoins William Racing. A little old for that seat, but I think he could still do good performances. When did he race? Did he race for Williams? Yep. When? When? For like a couple of years, in like two thousand and four or five or something like that. I don't, I don't even know. But yeah, executive. Uh, oh yeah. Huh? Executive advisor, pretty exciting. And yeah, so Toto Wolf has kind of come out and said he expects Hamilton to sign the new Mercedes F one deal. Yeah. Despite you know some curveballs. In it, but which is everyone, which is what everyone's expecting. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so, speaking of bold statements and predictions, Formula E founder believes FE and F1 will merge into one series. Um, Think about it. Um, maybe I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but. 
The F1 is going electric. That's not a bold prediction. They are going electric. I, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be a sad day. Yeah. It's gonna be but a hey, sad day when there's no more petrol in those cars. After, but after seeing, uh, not not seeing racing for seven months this year again. Like I said, I just want to see cars on tracks, baby. No, it's it, don't. Get, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's think, it, it's like some racing is better than no racing. But hold out, mm-hmm. Formula One. Hold out as long as you can until you can. You have to go electric. <laughs> I know I, you're. I, think, I know you're hybrid now, but I yeah. think you just need to bring back a V12. Yeah, I think the that is just a little bit of. Yeah, I think the merging can definitely happen in the next you know ten years or so, but I just hope they carry a lot of Formula One things and none of that like fan boost. Fan boost no, stuff. if they do, they're going to lose a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercedes moving on. Mercedes has uh, has upgraded their factory race bays. Is super exciting, but they've just made some upgrades to the factory to level two or three. Obviously, in my team career mode. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a that's impressive. You can't be level one, not in this day and age. Exactly. No, but that's good. Good for them. I mean, I don't know how much more yeah. they need to keep winning, <laughs> but spend your money where you can. Exactly. That's, I mean, making the upgrades, it makes sense. Not really breaking news or anything, but Hamilton invited to drive a Ferrari F1 car. What? Yeah, it's the 1970 Ferrari 312B. Oh, that's cool. And it's owned by, it's owned by a businessman. And he was just like, hey, Lewis, want to come out and just rip around in this shit? And it was probably like, fucking hell. So is he going to go do it? I I think so. That'll be but a again, sight I want to see one day. Lewis Hamilton really in a Ferrari. Of, yeah. Very slow week in F1 this week. It's as the middle a, of the offseason. Like you can't expect too much. Yeah, exactly. Until Hamilton signs that contract or doesn't sign that contract. Until testing gets underway, there's not going to be a ton of news. But no. yeah, that's Mark, do you have any other news you want to share? No, I, I like I said, it's the middle of the offseason. There isn't too much to share. Um mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Jensen. Congrats on the Happy kid. Birthday. Excited to see you back in the pits, traveling the world uh, with with Williams. Oh, also, for the record, he spent one year with Williams in the year 2000. It was the team he started off in his F1 career with. Right. And he went to, like, right. Bennett, Benetton and then the bar teams, mm-hmm. the BAR teams right. or bar or whatever. And then right. he went to Honda. And then, right. you know, from there, it was Braun, Mercedes. Braun. No. Nope. Braun, uh, uh, McLaren. Mercedes, McLaren. Yeah. Right. I forgot he only did one season, but there you go. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the, that's the life and career of Jensen Button. Oh, that would be a good podcast. Watch out for that oh, one in the future, yeah. near future. But expect big things from this podcast in the next couple episodes. In the next, in the rest of the off season, we got some good things that we're lining up. Got some things cooking in the undercut kitchen. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. Did you enjoy the podcast? Did you not enjoy the podcast? Did you like our opinions and our predictions? Did you dislike our opinions and predictions? Did you think they were outrageously bold? Which one was your favorite? Please let us know. Send us a DM. Visit our website at www.theundercutpod. Send us a DM on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at theundercutpod. Send us an email if you want. We're checking emails and stuff. And, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will see you on Sunday. Cheers, everyone. See you next week, baby.
All right. Bye. Bye.